Welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Now, if you're watching this, you're like, how does he even function with that sunlight burning in on his eyes? Like if I position it right, I can put it directly on my eye. It looks worse to you than what I see. It's really not that distracting. It's more distracting to you is what I'm saying. But then, you know, it moves and the day goes on, which is perfect, you know? I mean, it's uh, it's a metaphor of the passing time, I guess, or more like a literal example of passing time. Uh, welcome. I am so happy that you guys are here uh, enjoying this. Uh, it seems to be the norm to draw start around 810 now, 805, 808. Eh, whatever, summertime. Eh, that's no excuse. I'm just in a bad habit. A little lazy. I think I have what's described as seat. Oops. Hold on. Oh, this is going to be good. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Shit. Fuck it. Stop it. Check, check. I still think it's fucked up. Check, check. Test. All right. This is how the day is going to be today, I guess. All right. Let me regroup. Where was I? I don't even remember. Oh, senioritis. Going to take a little time off. Uh, it starts with, of course, the colonoscopy. And then that's that. You know, I, I hope that... Uh, when I, it'll be about 24 hours from now in about 24 hours, I'll start to actually drink that stuff that gives you the, gives you the shits. I am not looking forward to that. And then, um, that day ends. I can't eat. I think I can eat like jello and uh, clear liquids like chicken broth just so I can get some caloric intake. So it isn't so ridiculously uncomfortable from not only going to the bathroom all the damn time, but hunger. Uh, get the procedure, and then that's that. Uh, Allison suggested I take these uh, pills as opposed to the solution. And two reasons why that's not possible. First of all, the pills are not covered. There's a, Well, there's like a $60 copay, and I'm too damn cheap. The stuff you mix doesn't cost me anything. So that's, you know, I am a cheap bastard. And then the other reason is because uh, there's a pretty good chance that I'll be drinking that solution on this show, which I understand is awful. So that's that's good for the show, I guess, in a way. And I've always been about, hey, this is my life. Let's uh, Let's explore it together. And that's pretty much what I've done forever. I go, it's better for the show. Typically, I'm the one who decides what's better for the show. There have been times in the past when audience members take it upon themselves to tell me what's better for the show, but I got this. Uh, that's not Allison. That's just me still pissed off um, about something else. Uh, Dear Meathead happens um, a little bit later on. In fact, in uh, 48 minutes, my world-famous father for another edition of Dear Meathead Brought to you by J.M. I'm sorry. 
that had that change. Brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. And the question of the day is brought to you by JM Synthetics. People are like, wait, what What happened? It's like, well, I know. But uh, Baldwin said, I want that and I'm going to pay for it. And I said, okay, well, all right, I'll, t- I'll make Jason the question of the day. He'll still get a sponsorship title. But if you're going to pay top dollar, you know, uh, I, I got to do it. I mean, it's all about it's all about money. So thank you, Jason, for being there. And I'm I'm always creating new sponsorships all the time. You can be the official uh, supporter, the sponsor of the Eric Zane Show coffee mug collection if you want. The Eric Zane Show uh, cell phone. You can sponsor my glasses for God's sake. Everything gets Mother Mary. I this this statue of Mother Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ could be wearing a t-shirt that says jm synthetics you got to pay for it though uh we would actually handcraft a uh a t-shirt to put on the virgin mary and i'm pretty sure that is some type of uh uh blasphemy but i mean that's pretty much uh, par for the course around here some type of a uh, sacrilegious type of uh effort I think it's bad enough that she's already wearing the freaking earmuffs, but that's, you know, uh, that was uh, sent to me by that troublemaker Maureen. Um, uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I can tell. I'm like, yeah, boy, yeah I'm just ready for a, a bit of time off. So Friday, uh, that's the procedure. And, uh, and then, you know, I'm not back until, uh, I believe, the 11th of July. Yep, Monday, July 11. Okay, we're in a bit of a bad spot here. And here's what's up. Um, when it, At this house, like on uh, Tuesday night, it you know, it's bedtime. The one thing you have to do, in addition to brush your teeth and whatever, is uh, let the dogs out. And so that happens every single night. And the last thing you do as late as possible is let the dogs out because you know, you don't want them to be uncomfortable in the middle of the night and you don't want an accident. Now once in a while, it's okay for the dogs to have an accident. I mean, it, it happens. There's, there's not a lot you can do about that. But it's starting to get to a point where the regularity is convincing me that they are like, oh, boy, thank God I can always just go in the other room and take a dump when I feel like it. And yesterday I described to you how uh, the NFK, uh, he discovered the crap and he had to pick it up, which is never a good thing because his hands don't work like yours and mine. Uh, as he picks up the poo-poo, don't take it, to poo-poo. Uh, the key is getting up early enough to get it picked up before he discovers it. I don't like him discovering it. I just, I, I'm embarrassed by that. I don't like him knowing that the dogs are taking a shit because, first of all, that's a little bit dramatic, and he loves the dramatics. I don't know if you, there's anyone in your life who you know who, I mean, he's like, you know, he's got to be involved in, in the problem uh, discovering and the problem solving. It's like, uh, no, you don't need to be involved in anything. All you need to do 
is worry about uh, a shower at an appropriate time um, and, you know, uh, watching TV. That's all you have to worry about. Don't get involved in anything else. Now, where we are at upstairs, he's on the main level. It's bad when I open up the door to our bedroom and way up there at the top of the steps, I'm like, uh-oh. Okay, now there must be a massive amount of shit for it to go all the way through that sunroom, through the living room, up the stairs to the top of the stairs. So I already know one step out into the top of the stairs area that there's shit there. One step down, two step down, three steps down. I'm going down and then his bedroom door opens up at the exact same time now. And I go, oh God. So now he's going to be involved in this. Fuck. I turn the corner. I look into the sunroom again. Two gigantic dumps. Two dogs, O'Neill and Daisy. And it's like, fuck, am I going to need to start putting these dogs into their, into like the kennels? Because we do have kennels, but I don't like to keep them in there because, you know, I mean, come on. And not only that, there's the entire carpeting is, is carpet bomb with shit again. And someone's pissed. I'm pretty sure it was Daisy. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then I hear it. Oh, did they poo-poo? Yes, they poo-pooed. They poo-pooed. So then I got to go clean that shit up. And it's like, oh, God, bust out the carpet cleaner, the extractor. Do the whole thing. But the whole house stinks. Um, Yeah, uh, Amanda agrees. It might be time for the kennels. That might be what we're looking at to uh, end this problem. Tonight, I'm going to let them out late. As late again as I possibly can. I'll give it one more try. And then this must be ended. This must come to an end. I cannot, I cannot do this anymore. It's just fucking horrible. And of all the things, uh, fucking go on the hard floor. They go on the carpet. It's a, you know, it's a space rug, but whatever. Come on, man. Uh, we are in an effort here to get rid of every bit of carpet in this household. It's going to take a little time. All right. Um, update. Uh, yesterday, I uh, talked about this on the Patreon. The NFK's uh, ultrasound, I don't, I guess, results what the what they uh, interpreted as what's happening uh with his liver i need to uh i had to explain this to him and boy um he was pissed off surface nodularity nodularity which tells me there's bumps on his liver nodules i guess surface nodularity raising the possibility of hepatocellular disease which could be one of several things it's abnormal on his liver that could be liver cancer we don't know 
they just see that there's something that doesn't look right. And uh, raising the possibility of hepatocellular disease and early cirrhosis. So the good news is if there is something going on there, it's detected early, which is excellent. So I explained that to him. And uh, now I didn't even know what hepatocellular disease, what that all entails. It was Tyler who has a little bit of medical background in this uh, Patreon podcast who was indicating that uh, it could be one of several things that would have to biopsy it to determine. And then the possibility of early stage cirrhosis, which goes hand in hand with alcohol consumption. As far as I know, I am obviously not a doctor. All he heard was cirrhosis. Now, nothing is definitive here. This is not a diagnosis. And, uh, he goes, cirrhosis. I go, yeah, it has to do with drinking. I go, uh, yeah. He goes, well, all I have is a few a day. I'm not stopping that. I'm not doing that. And so he's already, uh, you know, dug his heels in. And I go, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I said, I think it's important here to not, to just read that and then wait for the doctor to talk to you. You might not have to stop drinking. I don't know if, uh, he goes, well, back when I lived with Daisy, I drink like 10 a day. Daisy, Davey, uh, Diana's brother-in-law, Diana's brother, Jesus, my brother-in-law, the one who died. I live with Davey. I, I drink 10 a day and now I only have three or four a day. I go, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, now in my head, I'm thinking I didn't say this, but I'm like, well, I, it, I have no idea what, but I know that if you, let's just say you do have early stage cirrhosis. I would think that if you do have early stage cirrhosis, if that is true, you'd want to do everything to uh, keep it at the early stage cirrhosis, which would mean you probably don't want to consume alcohol. No more beer for Kevin. That was great. God, that was funny. No more beer. No more beer for Kevin. No more beer for Kevin. Um, so I, yeah, he was like uh, indignant and he's, he's doing the hand gestures. He's getting pissed off. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I used to drink 10 beers and now I only drink three or four beers. So that's not it. I'm not doing that. And I'm just like, okay, all right. Well, uh, we'll talk to, we'll talk to your doc. No big deal. Um, that ends. I go to the gym. I come home and I, I, I had said to him, I go, Hey, um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, I go if it, cause when he had his, uh, neck surgery, he was on those, um, uh, pain pills and he couldn't drink. So he just immediately stopped drinking and had no problem with it for months. He didn't drink. And as soon as he was off the pain pills, he started to, uh, have his nightly three or four every night. Um, so I don't, think that I think he can quit very easily. I don't think he has like, uh, the makeup of like someone like me 
you know, white knuckling it once, once I stop something like alcohol. He can very easily stop, but he loves to drink. And I go, well, if it's that easy, why don't you, if you're just drinking because you like to have a beer, I mean, I do too. Why don't you just drink some NA beers? And he goes, no. And he's like steadfast. He would not even consider that. Um, I go to the gym. I come back. I sit down and I'm talking to Diana. She goes, he's drinking NA beer. I go, he is really. So I think he's having something go on in his brain. Tyler says 10 beers a day will catch up with you at some point, man. LOL. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, Kyle says Bush NA and Bud Zero are great. Except it's just as easy to drink 10 a night. Yeah, and then all you do is pee. Whatever. Bud Zero is not great, though. There is... Bush N.A. has a lot more flavor than Bud Zero. Bud Zero is garbage. I've tried it. I hate it. There is no beer flavor whatsoever. Bush Bud Zero makes Bush N.A. look like a high-end craft beer. Uh, Brian in New Jersey, who is a bit under the weather. We talked about that. He's uh, going through some uh, some issues right now. More on that down the road. Brian says he doesn't want to admit that that is the problem. So he will do it his own way and say it was his idea. Well, whatever. Arc Flash 480, who I again forget who that is, says Heineken makes an NA if you want flavor. I have had that one, and it's fucking sweet. You're right. There is a lot of flavor to it. Out of all of them, I would say that is the best. But again, I'm too cheap. I'll just buy Bush NA. Uh, Kenny says, can we be honest? All beer is kind of awful. No, I don't know. I, I love it. It's an acquired taste. And once you get it, you don't want it. I love the taste of beer. There is nothing more satisfying to me than to be up north and sitting by the fire or standing by the fire, picking up sticks in my case. And with a Bush N.A. or any, if I wish I would. Okay, if I wasn't an alcoholic, I would just be getting sloshed. Oh, my God. So that's what's up. I reached out to his doc, and I said, what's going on here? Let me know, please. Uh, I see the results of his test. Please, uh, what are the next steps? I'm sure, I would guess, there's going to be a biopsy in his future. Dear Meathead, 33 minutes away with my dad. I had one question as of uh, this morning. One. One. And still one. Um, this will be the shortest Dear Meathead ever. Uh, I've gotten to a point where I give you a homework assignment. If you have any questions for Dear Meathead, I'd like to incorporate you in that. Uh, and, you know, I mean, honestly, if it goes this way, then it will be short. Uh, I don't like to make up questions out of thin air for him. I like you to be part of it. So 
you know, 32 minutes and counting for Dear Meathead. Brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Okay. Electric Forest. What the hell is that? Well, that is a festival electronic music and jam band event that just concluded the other day in the area in and around Rothbury, Michigan. Used to be known as just Rothbury. And now it's known as Electric Forest. Okay, I'm going to talk about this because Madison was there for it and I was scared shitless. I'm going to get to that in just a second for the people that are enjoying the show on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. But for the folks on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, I, I got to cut you loose. You can't, you cannot be part of this. If you want that, you have to go to my Twitch stream, Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. In fact, go there now. Make your little username and then watch the rest of the show. And then that way you won't have to worry about Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube uh, cutting it short. So follow me on Twitch. That's the point. I'm trying to get you all that are watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to go to the Twitch stream and sign up. Twitch.tv slash Eric Live. It's free. It doesn't cost you a damn dime. Um, there are ads in it, but you can skip those ads by subscribing. All those details are there. If you screw it up or you don't like reading, reach out to me and I'll guide you through it. But for now, I will say goodbye to you. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And uh, the almighty YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Buyinsurancehere.com. Uh, yeah, Dad, I'm going to Electric Forest. I am not really... I'm... Hmm. Okay. She's nearly 20 years old. And uh, this is our, our last... Our last born. Our last born. And uh, I don't know. I'm having more trouble letting go. But she comes and goes as she pleases. I hate that. Hold on. Daisy. Come on. Knock it off. Hold on. Perfect. Carpet licking is prohibited in the house. I want to go to Electric Forest. I'm 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 leaving. Oh God. Now the reason why I just, you know, I'm just like uh typical parent i'm like okay well you must stay with a group because people die that go to electric forest i think i'm not 100 percent sure but i'm pretty sure someone like went missing in uh one of the recent years of this never to be seen again like every couple of months you see like some pained parent put here uh restarting their search for some wasn't there someone involved in the electric forest who who uh, there, there was some thoughts of like human trafficking is going on there or something like that. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking hey, man, Jesus, you're gonna go to the electric forest, you're never gonna come back. And then there's the, uh, I'm like, Madison, uh, okay, stay with the group. And uh, do you take drugs? No, what the, f- no, dad. I go, well, I know, but when you go there, I mean, I think it's like a prereq to get stoned or take some type of illicit drugs and, you know, 
I don't want to hear about you foaming at the mouth because uh, you were eating fucking fentanyl like Mike and Ike, and then uh, you're, they, they find you dead. So I'm sweating it for 24 hours. I'm, you know, I've got the uh, thing on my, on my phone that tells me where she's at, and I'm just, I'm just like looking at it where her location is, seeing if it moves like off of where they're supposed to be. She finally fills me in the neck. Then they like sleep there, sleep in a tent there. Like what God knows what is going on there. I wish she was here right now. So she could, but she's sleeping. She's, you know, this is how it is when you're uh, 19, 20 years old. Um, you sleep till about 2 PM every day. And then you get up and then you eat and then you go back to bed until like 11 and then you stay up until five in the morning and then you go to bed and so i don't even see her i mean she's here all the time but i don't even see her she's constantly just sleeping off whatever illicit drug she's putting into her body i sure hope not man uh this thing though she's describing it to me yeah, she's got a job. She's definitely got a job. It's a joke. Shut up. God. This is Electric Forest. I must say, it looks really fucking cool. If you're going to be abducted, you want to be abducted at a place that has shit like this. You've got, look at jugglers here. If you are stoned or on mushrooms or LSD and all of these lights are going haywire and shit like that, I guess they have a thing. Um, let's see. You see these two here. They're in their ponchos in case it start raining. It starts raining. Some hippie chick in the background. Madison was describing this to me. Addison here and Amanda are looking inside a fairy house in Sherwood Forest during the third day of Electric Forest Music Festival. So I guess there's like uh, someone that's constantly putting like treats inside of the fairy houses. So these stupid hippies go there. Stupid fucking hippies. Take a shower, hippie. Uh, they, they wander in and then they, you know, there's like candy in there. No doubt laced with all sorts of drugs. I've got a story pertaining to that. A little later on. Jasmine here shows off her ring after her boyfriend, Connor Brinkman, both of Bolingbrook, Illinois, proposed to her in Reincarnation Village. So the ring, no doubt, is made from dried jizz paste and moss. So these um, degenerates who probably make about $15 a year between them, are now getting married. Look at this. This person's happy as hell to use a, a phone, and I don't know who the hell Javier here is talking to. But it looks cool. Look, at here's a state cop making sure. Look, no doubt this guy right here in the uh, Cookie Monster outfit is really, really uh, high at this point. They have a giant foosball game made of Marvel characters and Barbie dolls. Lots of cool shit here. In fact, I think there's a video that I can share of what happens at this, uh, at this music festival. It actually, it actually looks very cool. I would love to go there 
and people watch. Oh, shit. Even if it doesn't look like forward. Ah! PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you. So here we are. Okay, now if I am on mushrooms or LSD, that is going to be fantastic. Now, I've never done those, ever. But I'm guessing that if you do, it's incredible. All right, that's enough of that shit. I'll link it up and you can watch it on your own. Uh, technical issues, hang on. Fuck. God. This was annoying as shit. I'm super annoyed today if you haven't been able to figure that out. God. All right. So that was a big deal. She's okay. She got. She said that the way they have it, though, when you go to leave, there's 65,000 people that are there. One road in, one road out. Three and a half hours to get out of there. One at a time. Jesus. I don't know. I can't stand crowds. If I could fly in, see these idiots, and then leave, I'd be happy. All right. Let's get into Trump. Oh, my God. Now... I mean, outside of the first day of the uh, January 6th hearings, I haven't really uh, paid much attention to it. But I started to pay attention yesterday with this testimony from Cassidy Hutchinson. And she was the, let's see, what is her actual? She uh, was the uh, top aide to Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Now, she saw a lot of things that were not so good from January 6th. And she heard things that happened that were not so good. Is she telling the truth? Of course she's telling the truth. Every word of this is the truth. Trump is a lunatic and behaved like one on January 6th. Will any of this uh, lead to anything? Probably not. Other than affirming and confirming to people who already knew that Trump's a piece of shit. uh, What they already felt. And for people who don't agree with that, who don't believe that, they're just saying, well, she's lying. She's lying. And um, I don't I don't think she is. Um, I would understand. I would understand if someone who loves Trump would think that. But I don't think she is. It's just my opinion. This is uh, from the testimony. It's absolutely riveting and fantastic. There's Liz Cheney. Uh, she is um, she's a Republican, but all the Trump people hate her. They call her a rhino, a Republican in name only. Of course, the world now knows that the people who attacked the Capitol on January 6th had many different types of weapons. 
When a president speaks, the Secret Service typically requires those attending to pass through metal detectors, known as magnetometers, or MAGs for short. The Select Committee has learned that people who willingly entered the enclosed area for President Trump's speech were screened so they could attend the rally at the Ellipse. They had weapons and other items that were confiscated. Pepper spray, knives, brass knuckles, tasers, body armor, gas masks, batons, blunt weapons. And those were just from the people who chose to go through the security for the president's event on the ellipse, not the several thousand members of the crowd who refused to go through the mags and watched from the lawn near the Washington Monument. Now the individual was in a tree, maybe a white male, about six feet tall, thin build, brown cowboy boots. He's got blue jeans and a blue jean jacket, and underneath the blue jean jacket, the complainants both saw a stock of an AR-15. He's going to be with a group of individuals, about five to eight, five to, uh, eight other individuals. All right, so this isn't exactly what I wanted to play. I wanted to play something from the testimony from Cassidy Hutchinson. The right that was the big one. Um, and I have that here. I just, I think I clicked on the wrong one. White House in the motorcade after the president's speech. Where did you go? When I returned to the White House, I walked upstairs towards the chief of staff's office, and I noticed Mr. Renato lingering outside of the office. And once we had made eye contact, he quickly waved me to go into his office, which was just across the hall from mine. When I went in, he shut the door, and I noticed Bobby Angle, who is the head of Mr. Trump's security detail, sitting in a chair, just looking somewhat discombobulated and a little lost. Um, and I looked at Tony, and he had said, did you effing hear what happened in the Beast? I said, no, Tony, I, I just got back. The Beast is the armored car. What happened? Tony proceeded to tell me that when the president got in the Beast, he was under the impression from Mr. Meadows that the off-the-record movement to the Capitol was still possible and likely to happen, but that Bobby had more information. So once the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby, he thought that they were going up to the Capitol. And when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, we don't have the assets to do it. It's not secure. We're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong, a very angry response to that. <laughs> um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president. Take me up to the Capitol now. I just said the same thing. I said, fuck that. I want to go with my people. Fuck you. Get me there. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. And <laughs> Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. Oh, he went for the throat. And was Mr. Angle in the room as Mr. Renato told you this story? He was. Did Mr. Angle correct or disagree with any part of the story from Mr. Ornato? Mr. Engel did not 
correct or disagree with any part of the story. Did Mr. Engel or Mr. Ornato ever after that tell you that what Mr. Ornato had just said was untrue? Neither Mr. Ornato nor Mr. Engel told me ever that it was untrue. Okay, so they need to get those two in. Engel and, and Ornato. Minutes before Trump um, took the stage, he urged the Secret Service to remove the mags, the mag magnetometers to let in people with weapons because, quote, they're not here to hurt me. <laughs> A former top White House aide told investigators on Tuesday, well, they're not here to they're not here to uh, to do anything to me. I don't give a shit. Hutchinson also testified um, that Trump wanted to uh, travel with the supporters. And uh, as that quickly became the violent mob, he wanted to be there while they did it, which, fuck, I wish that happened. I wish that that would have happened because he'd have gotten there and he'd have seen what's going on and he'd have been, go, go. And, you know, he'd have ripped off his shirt I mean, it would have been spectacular. That would have, had he been there, you know, like uh, General Custer leading that band of lunatics, that would have made all of this um, dog and pony show, you know, irrelevant because we would have had the footage of him doing, because, you know, the idea is, did he lead these people to this? Did he incite them to do this? If so, that is where the problem is. That would have made this a lot easier. I kind of wish that the Secret Service guy had said, all right, Mr. President, let's go fuck him up. Let's go join your people here. Uh, she also recalled hearing from security officials, Tony Arnato, that when Trump was informed, he would be returning to the White House. Oh, we already talked about that. Um, physically restrained. Uh, while Trump allies accuse her of presenting hearsay. And to be fair, uh, this could easily just be described as hearsay. Uh, as much as I can't stand Trump and I can't stand the people that marched on the Capitol and tried to overthrow the government, this could very easily just be described as hearsay, which is pointless. Uh, uh, and Trump denied some of the allegations outright. Hutchinson provided granular recollections of her interactions under oath. She's uh, then said Trump White House counsel Pat Cipollone warned against letting Trump travel to the Capitol that day in stark terms. If Trump did so, his White House counsel said, we're going to get charged with every crime imaginable from obstruction to, uh, to fraud. Here's a little more, I think. There might be an ad here. And now this doesn't want to play. Well, that doesn't make me happy. Okay. Here it is. Hang on. Hang on, I'm fucking this up. Looking at him saying, Rudy, could you explain what's, what's happening on he looked at me and said something to the effect of, Cass, are you excited for the 6th? It's 
going to be a great day. I remember looking at him saying, Rudy, could you explain what's, what's happening on the 6th? Uh, he, he had responded something to the effect of, we're going to the Capitol, it's going to be great, the president's going to be there, he's going to look powerful, he's, he's going to be with the members, he's going to be with the senators. Talk to the chief about it, talk to the chief about it, he knows about it. Mr. Giuliani had left the campus that evening. I went back up to our office and I found Mr. Meadows in his office on the couch. He was scrolling through his phone. I remember leaning against the doorway and saying, I had an interesting conversation with Rudy, Mark. Sounds like we're going to go to the Capitol. He didn't look up from his phone and said something to the effect of, there's a lot going on, Cass, but I don't know. Things might get real, real bad on January 6th. When hearing Rudy's take on January 6th and then Mark's response, that was the first, that evening was the first moment that I remember feeling scared oh. and nervous for what could happen on January 6th. So I guess after, uh, I guess after hearing that, uh, what do your instincts tell you when you hear that? How? Does that seem like someone who's uh, lying through her teeth? You know? Uh, I see there's some comments about the ketchup on the on the wall and the broken china plate. I, I forget where that lined up in the course of events. I guess Trump had a temper tantrum in the White House. Um, my God. The former White House aide's remarks portrayed Trump as spiraling into an increasingly manic rage as he continued his last-ditch effort to seize a second term that he did not win. Hutchinson offered some of the greatest evidence yet of Trump's awareness of the violent elements within his base that were ultimately unleashed against Congress and his indifference to the ultimate result. And her testimony landed hard on the Hill, where some Republican lawmakers immediately pushed back. Signs of Trump's fury had been emerging for weeks, Hutchinson said, recalling that Trump once hurled a plate of food at the wall after his Justice Department batted down claims of widespread election fraud. Uh, Hutchinson's knowledge of the post-election campaign by Trump loyalists already has proven highly valuable to the panel and filled in details previously obscured by stonewalling. Okay, so there's a lot more to this. I'm going to link it up for you to check out on your own. But I guess my question is, so what? I mean, if, if the point is to make Trump look like a raging lunatic, everybody already thinks that, that needs to think that. Unless if this leads to some type of um, criminal proceeding, uh, and I, I guess that's possible, uh, what they find out in this intelligence hearing could then be shared with the Justice Department who could do their own investigation to determine if the president actually um, committed a crime in any way, shape, or form. And if that's the case, that would... Uh, that would open up a uh, brand new can of worms. Administration, Justice Department officials, Trump campaign officials, several members of President Trump's White House staff, a prominent conservative judge, and several others. Today's witness, Ms. 
Cassidy Hutchinson is another Republican and another former member of President Trump's White House staff. Certain of us in the House of Representatives recall that Ms. Hutchinson once worked for House Republican Whip Steve Scalise, but she is also a familiar face on Capitol Hill because she held a prominent role in the White House Legislative Affairs Office and later was the principal aide to President Trump's Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows. Ms. Hutchinson has spent considerable time up here on Capitol Hill representing the Trump administration, and we welcome her back. Up until now, our hearings have each been organized to address specific elements of President Trump's plan to overturn the 2020 election. Today, we are departing somewhat from that model because Ms. Hutchinson's testimony touches on several important and cross-cutting topics, topics that are relevant to each of our future hearings. In her role working for the White House Chief of Staff, Ms. Hutchinson handled a vast number of sensitive issues. She worked in the West Wing, several steps down the hall from the Oval Office. Ms. Hutchinson spoke daily with members of Congress, with high-ranking officials in the administration, with senior White House staff, including Mr. Meadows, with White House counsel lawyers, and with Mr. Tony Ornato, who served as the White House Deputy Chief of Staff. She also worked on a daily basis with members of the Secret Service who were posted in the White House. In short, Ms. Hutchinson was in a position to know a great deal about the happenings in the Trump White House. Ms. Hutchinson has already sat for four videotaped interviews with committee investigators, and we thank her very much for her cooperation and for her courage. We will cover certain, but not all, relevant topics within Ms. Hutchinson's knowledge today. Again, our future hearings will supply greater detail, putting the testimony today in a broader and more complete context. Today, you will hear Ms. Hutchinson relate certain firsthand observations of President Trump's conduct on January 6th. You will also hear new information regarding the actions and statements of Mr. Trump's senior advisors that day, including his Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, and his White House counsel. And we will begin to examine evidence bearing on what President Trump and members of the White House staff knew about the prospect for violence on January 6th, even before that violence began. To best communicate the information the committee has gathered, we will follow the practice of our recent hearings, playing videotape testimony from Ms. Hutchinson and others, and also posing questions to Ms. Hutchinson live. Mr. Chairman, I yield back. Okay. Uh, so I kind of played it in uh, backwards order. That was the start of the whole thing. But the idea, the picture that they are painting of he knew about all of this and what was going on. I guess my question is, are they trying to make it hand deliver on a silver platter? Uh, the idea that they can charge the former president with being responsible for this. We shall see. Sam the Jew writes, the election was rigged. Don't listen to this woman. No, I, uh, now if it's me, my opinion doesn't matter. Uh, my opinion doesn't mean shit. But I believe that um, Trump's too stupid to know what he was doing and planning an insurrection. I don't think he 
planned the insurrection, but he didn't do anything to stop it. Is he, is that make him guilty of something that is criminal? Probably not. The whole thing was stupid in my opinion. And, um, I guess could have been prevented if he hadn't started all this nonsense that the election was stolen, which it wasn't. Everybody with a brain knows that. No offense, Sam the Jew, if you really think that. I don't even know if you do. It's hard to tell. All right. But that was incredible. Just the idea of him grabbing the steering wheel and saying, fucking go to the Capitol. Holy shit. All right, uh, Patreon, thank you. I had a couple of people that signed up. I had somebody sign up for a whole year yesterday. Thank you so much to, uh, uh, I am saying hello to Doug. Doug R. just signed up for a whole year. I appreciate that, Doug. Signing up, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Very, very cool. I appreciate it so much. If you want to be part of the, uh, Audience on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane for five or 10 bucks a month. You can be part of it. And I do a uh, podcasting, additional podcasting there every day of the week. So thank you very much. If you're on there, uh, even thank you to those who were part of it in the past. I appreciate that. And, uh, hopefully maybe you'll come back one day. Some of you cannot, some of you actually cannot come back. It, uh, you know, there have been over the years, a handful of people that I, you're actually not allowed to participate. You know who you are. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and the live stream of this show brought to you by Full House Comedy. Comedy shows in and around West Michigan. Fullhousecomedy.com. Go uh, check out a show. You will have a great time. And uh, there you go. Dumpster divers, if you need a dumpster in front of your house, maybe you're uh, redoing the roof, maybe it's your own junk removal, maybe you're hiring dumpster divers to get rid of the junk for you. Everything you need is at dumpsterdiversllc.com. They just had their biggest month ever, according to Kyle from Dumpster Divers, and I'd like to think that we had something to do with that. So thank you very, very much uh, to the audience. For when you need a dumpster, calling on Dumpster Divers. DumpsterDiversLLC.com. You can take care of it all online, or you can call or text 616-375-9962. BuyInsuranceHere.com. That's where you go to uh, talk to Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance. Frank wants to make sure you get health care. Gone are the days when you throw your hands in the air and say, I can't get insurance. My employer doesn't offer it to me or I'm between jobs or it's too expensive. No, no, no. Uh, You can get insurance. Would you just let him do it for you? Okay. Uh, His services are free and he's going to put you in touch. He's going to get you uh, set up with everything you need to be set up for uh, at healthcare.gov. All of the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted, and you will be in an insurance policy by the end of the day. 616-914-4070. Frank does this for me, for my family and I. He does this for the NFK because he's a Medicare Advantage plan expert. His services, as I said, are free. He gets paid by the insurance company. Buyinsurancehere.com. Dear Meathead, brought to you by 
Baldwin Ace Hardware, the presenting sponsor featuring the question of the day brought to you by JM Synthetics. Let's get him on the horn right now. Bring in dad for Deer Meathead. Good morning, son. Good morning, Dad. How are you? I'm well. How about everybody in your family? Oh, we're doing awesome. We're doing awesome. How about over there? Great, great. We just—I actually just got up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sleeping in a little today, maybe. I just—I don't know. I was up like a light. Okay, that's 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 great. I'm glad that you are uh, well rested. Yes. Uh, am I going to see you soon? Yeah. Well, I hope so. I don't... I'm going up north. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going up north. Is that... Yeah, is uh, Joanne, I could hear, is she indicated that you will be up there very soon? Yeah. Well, I'm going too, Dad, so that means we're going to have, like, a cookout together. You'll sit next to your buddy, Kevin. But you always do that, don't you, every year? We go up. Oh, we go up all the time. We go up all the time. You know. Yeah. No, that's great. That's. I'm looking forward to that. Maybe you and I can pick up some sticks together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So that'll be good. Uh, when uh, Joanne, when are when are you guys gonna get there? Like Friday or something? No, they're not going till Saturday because Chloe has to work. Saturday. Okay. Did you hear what she said? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. I'll be up there the whole. I guess you're staying till Tuesday. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Okay. That's good. All right. Yep. Yeah, we'll be there too. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Under the stars. Great temperatures. Maybe go to the lake or something like that. Yeah. Are you going to do your uh, special cooking like you always do? For you, yeah. yes. Well. Oh, you, Joanne says you did that when you were here. Yeah, yeah. we that's when we had the uh, shish kebab. But uh, you know, I, I, mean, I was going to make a comment on that for you. I'll tell you, you do such a terrific, you do a, such terrific things when you do that. Yeah, but I'm just, uh, I'm just looking forward to that generally. Oh yeah, well, you know, I mean, I am an expert chef. Okay. I, I know you are, but you were so hard the other day. Oh, uh, it was, uh, it was, it, it was, it was nothing. It's, uh, it's, it's all the prep work. It was all good. I was so glad to spend the time with you guys. Uh, you put a lot of love in there, son. So I just heard the good news that Norman's going to be staying with you at Mike's. What? <laughs> what did you say? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you said you were kidding? Yeah, I was just kidding. No, I hope so. I don't. I don't. No, I don't want him to feel bad. I. I, I probably I should. Hope. I probably. Well, I hope he will come. Yeah, I hope he's there. Yeah. I, I, I'm just kidding, Norman. I'm just kidding. Okay. No. Wow. Wow. Uh, Dad. That's, that's an eye opener. Yeah, Dad. Rob writes this. He writes, "Meathead, the Fourth of July is coming up. Do you have any fireworks, safety tips, or stories for us?" Well, um, quite unfortunately, I really don't like fireworks. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I used to. I used to, but I don't, I really don't like it. The, the reason I don't like it is because some people are using it in this area that is quite, 
quite aggravating and quite dangerous for me. Like, for instance, I found huge pieces of black charred things on my roof. Oh, so somebody would, yeah, it would come, uh, it would land. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to mention names and all no, that, just no. in case. Well, no, okay, so, and then the, the fear is it's going to catch your roof on fire. It can do a lot of damage, and then my yard is so messed up, I got to get a, I pick up all of the crap. And, of course, this is a large area. You know how big this lot is. And uh, the neighbor across from me, they do bombarding. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might as well just say their name. <laughs> no, I'm not, I don't really know their name. Oh, okay. But they're their neighbors. So the neighbor across the street from you is a real jackass is what you're saying. <laughs> He is not. <laughs> he is not. Oh, okay. I don't really know him. I, I spoke his, uh, uh, there's a woman over there, a uh, real nice lady, I guess. You know, I had a nice conversation with her a couple days ago. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They just, uh, they uh, bombard. My neighbor next door to me, Ron. Oh, this poor guy really gets it. They, they really nail him bad. All right, I, I'm, I'm just taking some notes. Your neighbor bombards you. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's another neighbor. I got quite a few neighbors in here. As, but, of course. Uh, pretty and much, all pretty much at, uh, uh, sticking to their own uh, rules. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, this couple of them really messed up. All right. Uh, Adnan writes, Dear Meathead, do you remember the time when Uncle Peter punched you in the eye? punched me in the yeah 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 i do yeah we were just talking about that after uncle peter's passing and uh about that moment in time when that happened and uh that was ugly i'm not gonna lie it was ugly but uh it was i cannot imagine um you know meeting with him again after that i mean was there ever an apology made or anything Nah, you don't. You don't do any of that. Boy, the way you guys handled yourselves back in that era, in the mid 1970s, where you can just punch somebody in the eye, and then the next time you see him, just like, "Hey, how you doing?" Like everything's fine. Well, yeah, Peter uh, helped me the shed that you've got. Yeah, he helped you build the shed. Did that to it. Yeah. He built that shed. Yeah, I guess that's the way it was back then. You, you, you. Punched- yeah, no, we were. Uh- we got over things, you know. I mean, that would be like me punching my brother-in-law Kevin in the eye, you know? Yeah. Oh, this guy, uh, he was, uh... He's got a big stick. Oh, man. Wait, what did... Uh, he, he would not uh, hesitate to hit God. What did uh, Joanne just say? She said he's got a big what? A big stick. Oh, big stick. I, I thought she said something else. Oh, no, big stick. Oh, God. I don't know what that stick means. That, what stick was that, Joanne? I, I, that, oh. Yeah, that was... Oh, uh, we got, I got special six. Yeah, uh, wow. The guy, the... Uh, uh, whatchamacallit's uh, brother, Mike's brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he bought one, and I ended up having it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so, yeah. we're, oh, so we're talking about sticks here, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, good. All right. Wooden sticks. Gotcha. Okay. 
Uh, Nathan writes, hey, I'm planning a vacation, Meathead. Do you know of any good vacation spots? Oh, boy. I'll tell you what. We did vacation years ago. Uh, San Diego. We we traveled quite a bit of the country there, you know, but San Diego is a favorite area for us. San Diego is a good time. Okay, what about good time. what about good uh, time. what about Grayling, Michigan? Well, yeah, Grayling is actually what I grew up with. Uh, my favorite. Uh, I did so much over there. You grew up in there. Yeah, but that's just because of family. But but there was family. But this the, the other one I'm talking about is Joanna and I used to travel quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, like there's scenic things to do in San Diego, and you got the ocean. I mean, Grayling, all you do is pretty much back in the day we'd get drunk and throw up. Yeah, right, right. Honestly, I, I don't have any favorite of anything. Any traveling along with the friends is a great thing to do. All right, Dad. Kenny has a question. He says, uh, Dear Meathead, my question is a little different today. What is the best piece of advice that anyone ever gave you? Mm. Stop drinking. <laughs> they uh, really pushed the issue of my stopping. What's that? Wait. Did, did uh, Joanne just say stop drinking? Stop drinking. Yeah. Wow. That You know what? She's probably right. Yeah. I haven't had a drink for maybe 20-some years, isn't it, you want? No, yeah, longer than that. Longer yeah, than maybe that. more than that. I remember that. I remember I was, I, I think I, I about dropped the phone when you told me, yeah, I quit drinking. I was like, you did? How? I, I'm on a dime. Uh, she uh, she told me that she uh, gave me an ultimatum. Oh, you had that happen too? I had that happen as well. Yeah. Yeah, we both had the same lecture from the significant other. I mean, I, I when we were up north, oh, good God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that, I tell you what, I'm I'm still finding schnapps bottles. <laughs> I don't know why that was the case, but then again, I'll tell you what, I feel great that I do not drink. Yeah, it keeps you alive longer, you know, ultimately. Uh, I haven't had a touch of that in years. Yeah, I don't. Do you ever get, like, uh, urges or anything? No, not at all. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, for somehow, I've been blessed with being able to quit that uh, cold turkey like you did and uh, and not look back. But I, yeah, that's, uh, uh, People are just drunks. That's just, they're no fun. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough being around a drunk when you're not drunk. What about, um? Have, now, I occasionally have dreams that I'm drinking, uh, and then I wake up, and I feel bad because I have, I'm, I've convinced myself from the dream that I drank. Have you ever had a dream that you were drinking? No. I don't even have a thought of it. Oh, I do all the damn time. It's horrible. I didn't know you had this kind of problems. <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, didn't. You mean about uh, uh, drinking too much? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That uh, I was. I was twenty. Uh, I was twenty-five years old when I gave it up. Because, I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't with you, but uh, I mean, I because I was living with Diana. We were married, and uh, yeah, I was uh, drinking a lot, and uh, she was said it was interfering with our relationship, and that I had to choose between the booze 
or her. So I said, yeah. well, I choose you, of course. So then that was it, you know? I mean, that's very similar to what you went through. Thank uh, God. Identical. Yeah, thank God that our wives did that. I mean, we owe, we owe a lot to our wives. You know, her and I occasionally, when, when, uh, when we were married uh, in those days, uh, we'd come home from work and all that. We'd sit on a porch and uh, have a couple of drinks, and that was the end of it. Then it, uh, as it went, it got magnified, you know? Yeah, you know, and then uh, you and I are very similar brain makeup. Uh, we we kind of let it consume us. And, you know, honestly, had we not had that uh, type of interference from our wives, there's a pretty good chance we could both be dead. I'd be dead. You know? Oh, that was that was just too much. So that's another reason why we owe a lot to our wives. Yes. Yes. I'm so grateful to that. Uh, all right, Dad. Let me see here. Uh, Brian has kind of a serious question. He writes, My family and I have been through a lot this past year, including my dad passing away and my but aunt. Wait, 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 wait. Start from the beginning. What, what, what happened? Uh, Brian's said that he's been through a lot this past year and okay. uh, like his father had passed away and oh, then I'm sorry to hear that. he had some other family members pass away and then he says and now meathead and he's a young man too this brian he says now i'm battling cancer are there any he is battling cancer correct and he said are there any words of encouragement you can send my way sign brian in new jersey Brian, I'm so sorry to hear the bad news, really. But, you know, there's an old theory that I somehow or other, ever since I found God, uh, God, the, I heard God gives you enough that you can handle it. Now, you just have to be strong enough to realize that you've got a situation that very possibly can be controlled. And, but the only thing is that you got to stick to the laws and rules of your medical advices. All right. Yeah. It, it sounds like it, uh, that the doctor's a lawyer. <laughs> well, I don't know, but th that, that's reality. All right. So what you're saying is have faith, Say some prayers and do what the doctor tells you. Absolutely, 100%. The laws, don't say, uh, well, let's do a little bit of this. It's, it's, uh, it's going to yeah. be all right. I'm only doing it once in a moon, blue moon. No, just quit it and be 100%. The rules of medicine is what you have to follow through. And unfortunately, it's the most dreadful disease that I've heard of. Well, I'm, oh, pretty I'm so sure, sorry to hear that. I'm pretty sure Air, uh, Brian is in some great hands with his medical professionals. I, I talked to him. A hundred percent. Adhere to the rules that they give you. All right. Well, I like that. And then uh, if you could talk to God, I think you'll be good to go. And you know what? Not everybody believes in God, Dad. You know what I mean? Um, yes, I realize that. Like, I've got... But it's about time they find out. God is... Uh, given to us uh, from the power that has somehow or other existed for years and years and years. Uh, and for, it's a comforting type of thing. Well, if you feel at peace, 
if you feel at peace after saying some prayers, that wellness that you feel, that could promote healing, could put you in a good spot mentally, which, in my opinion, can help uh, with your attitude as you deal with, and, you know, a positive attitude is very, very important when it comes to convalescing and recovering. So I think that it's worth a shot, for God's sake. It's, it's 100% worth a shot. All right. Aram writes this. Hello, sir. I was just thinking I have this morning. Well, listen to this. He writes, a guy recently stopped taking personal phone calls from his friends while at work in order to focus on his job more. So Aram is talking about uh, he, he, he's at work and then people would call this guy and interrupt him. And then Aram writes, now his friends won't talk to him after work. He thinks it might be because their feelings are hurt. Are you following me as to what's going on yes. here? Uh, so well, I'll tell you something. Place of work is place of work. People should realize that the man's got a job and he cannot be disrupted. Yeah, and don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Call him at his home when he's after work. Okay. Yep. Yep. That sounds. You can't call him on his job. His employer doesn't appreciate you picking up the phone every fifteen minutes to respond to a call. He's got a job. He's got yeah. a responsibility. Right on. Right on. You know, things happen. It's not the end of the world. Yes. Okay, Dad, uh, the lovely Brandis. This is uh, a sweet lady named Brandis. She writes, Dear Meathead, can you t- uh, tell me what has been your favorite vacation in your lifetime? We got a lot of vacation questions for you today, Dad. What's your favorite vacation in your lifetime? Well, I got to go to my wife on that. Uh, I, I, I'll bet. My vacations when I was a single guy was no vacation. It was a drinking party and whatever. Right, right. But my vacation has always been with my wife. Probably when we went to California, right, Dad? Right. Yeah, that was wonderful. A California trip was a wonderful trip. We really had, uh, we, we just, we, we did, we enjoyed it. Uh, I, and we were, was it, were we newlywed, Joanne, or? You had only been married a few years when we went there. I didn't like it because my cousin's Russian husband tried to get me drunk. Yeah, that was Vahog. We oh, were visiting him down there. Yeah. He's the one that gave him the... <laughs> that was, yeah, that was... Yeah. Uh, that was That's the one that gave you the blues. Yeah, that was, that was Vahog the Russian, that crazy bastard. Right. <laughs> he would take his instrument under the water and play it under right. the water for a few seconds. I remember, I remember that. He, he got out of the water and then he made me a... a Big stiff drink of whiskey uh, with oh a little. Oh my god! He, he, it was vodka. Whatever, and he says, "Hey, yeah," because I, I had a summer cold. And he goes, "Drink this; it'll make you feel better." Stupid Russian. And so I slammed yeah. it. And you started puking. Ah, uh, started throwing up everywhere. It's horrible. I was f- uh, 14 years old. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, he yeah. probably turned me into an alcoholic right there. Oh my god! I couldn't believe it. Uh, okay. Well, Dad, we are just a couple of days away. I'm, uh, I'll am i see you down the road. It's going to be terrific. I can't wait to see everybody. And uh, 
Yeah, and uh, I, I've got one more for you, Dad. Uh, All right, lay it on me. Uh, well, I, I guess it's from me. Dad, I'm getting a colonoscopy on Friday. Why? Well, once you turn once you turn 50, you're supposed to get one every so often. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. It's, a, it's a preventative thing to make sure that I'm healthy. Uh, have you ever had one of these? No. You never have? To answer that, I had two. I don't remember that. You said no, and she said she had two. <laughs> oh, I had several, she said. Okay, well, now Joanne's been through this too um, is with uh, colon health. It's, I mean, it's not a, the most pleasant thing, but it's very, very important, obviously. Um, yeah. Yes, it is. You know, to, just in case there's something wrong, they can catch it early. Any, do either of you have any advice for your uh, sweet son? Well, no. Um, the advice is that you have to go to doctors and start li- listening to what the doctors are. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yes, and you're doing a good thing. Are you alerting me or something? Well, uh, you know, it's just uh, uh, Kenny reminded me that since I'm having a colonoscopy, I should ask him if uh, I should ask you if I have any advice as a patient. Well, I thought that uh, the only reason you had colonoscopy is because you had an issue or something. No, no. they. You know how, like, when you go to a doctor and he holds a stethoscope up to your chest to listen to your heart? Yeah. Uh, this is similar to that, except they do it. They put the camera inside of your keister to make sure there's no cancer there. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they almost knock you out. Yeah, they put the medicine in you, and then the next, yeah. and then you wake up and it's over. Yeah. Hey, you said something. I, I gotta talk to you about my doctor. Uh, yeah. I don't think you listen to this thing. <laughs> when I go to checkups, you know, yeah, uh, uh-huh. I do that four times a year, you right. know, every three, four years, uh, four months. He uh, listens to your heart. Listen to how he does. He's got this uh, stethoscope, or what was that? What they call him? Instead of putting it on your chest, you know, he just runs it across it. It barely touches my shirt. Oh, and, and he thinks that's a good thing to do. Well, that's his. Uh, I guess that's his thing, huh? Ain't nothing. He, 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 he just he asked me if I'm all right, and that's it. You know. Oh, I'm I'm actually quite relieved. I thought you were gonna say that he like puts it on your ding dong. No. <laughs> You guys are the best. Have a great day, and I'll see you soon. All right. Looking forward to seeing you, honey. Okay, honey. All right. I love you guys. And, and your beautiful wife yes. and your, what's the relationship are you and your? Uh, uh, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Uh, brother-in-law. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Be careful. Well, I remembered what we were laughing at. Okay. I, that's an inside joke, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. I will tell her that. Uh, and remember, look out. Your neighbor bombards you. Be careful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will. Okay, stick to the laws and the rules. All right. Okay, I love you guys. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye All right. Thank you for the questions. Kenny, Brandis, Brian... Adnan, Aram, Nathan, and Rob V. 
the story about the fireworks. Uh, it, it's seriously one of the greatest things that's ever happened. And I wasn't even there for it. But it was my dad, charity scam, Mike. This is before my father quit drinking. They had M80s, like legit M80s, the kind that when they blow up in the neighborhood, it's like from half a mile away and it sounds like a missile strike. Kids on the beach playing in the sand. He lit it and the throwing motion was supposed to be like out to another direction. But for some reason, he threw it like this where it goes directly in front of a group of kids and then the quote was watch out children it blows up that was nice of you Kenny to give Joe Stinkpot a uh, subscription The sand, it's like the fucking beaches of Normandy. It's the sand is like sandblasting their skin. Horrible. The moms and dads immediately come running down the hill to this beach area and this uh, inland lake known as Fife Lake along US 131 in, uh, I believe, Manistee County. This is between like uh, Cadillac and Kalkaska. Oh, these fucking moms and dads coming down looking to kick some ass. Uh, Charity Scam Mike and my dad are back to back with their dukes up getting ready because they're about to get fucking killed. And somehow they managed to talk their way out of it. I still don't know to this day how they did. Part of me wants to bring Charity Scam Mike in here right now to... uh, Get a little bit more about that. I've, I've done this before, but it's an incredible, incredible story. He's probably asleep. There's no way he's awake. And then I got to catch up on ads. I am so far behind on ads. Jesse says, my dad did that to me once. He threw an M80 under the picnic table I was sitting yet accidentally he says fuck uh, you've reached Mike with incredible story he tells it better Mike's a great storyteller I wish I'd been there for that one all right Baldwin Ace Hardware brings you dear meathead hire me on cameo cameo.com slash Eric Zane I won't let you down. You'll love it. Uh, Berlin Raceway. I actually have tickets giveaway for Berlin Raceway. I need to make a post on Facebook to do just that. Berlin Raceway is such a jewel in the area. It is a NASCAR home track. The 716th of a mile, just under a half mile. Sort of oval. Great fun. Buy your tickets online, berlinraceway.com. Buy them today for this week's races. Uh, they're 12 bucks a pop when you buy them online. 
Um, and what's awesome is 15 and under get in free at Berlin Raceway. So 12 bucks a pop, 15 and under get in free. The parking is free. The beer is cold and cheap. Five bucks a pop. The hot dogs, three bucks. They make this affordable for your entire family. Plus, the whole idea of bringing in a cooler and, um, you know, being able to bring in your snacks is awesome. And that's that's no problem at all at Berlin. And uh, in addition, you can bring in your soft drinks too. The only thing that you cannot do is bring in any glass or booze. No glass, no booze, and then you are good to go at Berlin. Uh, July 2nd, tickets are 12 bucks. 4th of July weekend, seniors, military, former military, veterans, all free. How about that? And fireworks after the event. If you can't get behind something like that, I don't know uh, what else you can get behind. I mean, seriously. Look at that. You're going to see the super late models, the sportsmen, the four cylinders are awesome. Limited late models. Just an awesome time at Berlin Raceway. You cannot go wrong with what they are doing there. Check it out. Berlin Waste, uh, I said Wasteway. BerlinRaceway.com. Thank you so much for being a sponsor on the show. My mortgage guy is uh, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. If, uh, if you need a mortgage, reach out to Mario. 231-332-6505. Doesn't matter where you are in the U.S. with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. They are awesome. Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Thank you very much. So if you got great credit, this is going to be easy. If your credit stinks, it's going to be a little bit more difficult, but what the hell? They'll take care of you, uh, and we'll make it happen. Very, very cool. Thank you so much to my friends at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Okay. One more. TC Paintball. They're awesome. Book a party. TCPaintballGR.com. Saturday, you got to book that thing in advance because they're packed. But uh, Wednesdays, today, uh, that's Ladies' Day and Little League Day at TC Paintball. I would love... Rick is... uh, Boy, we are off to a terrible start on trigger time with Rick from TC Paintball because I won't be here this Friday, so that'll be a bummer. He's only been able to do one or two of these. Uh, One, when he was ready to go... It was one, the first one I called him, he wasn't prepared for. Second one I called him, he was uh, just recovering from COVID. I won't be here this Friday. I won't be here next Friday. Holy shit. If you want to book a party at TC Paintball, tcpaintballgr.com. All right. Hold everything. I gotta go tinkle. I will be back. Been following the story about Brittany Griner, the WNBA star who, uh, boy, the timing on this couldn't have been worse. She plays basketball in Russia when the WNBA season is not going on. Uh, She's one of the uh, greatest WNBA players that have ever laced them up. 
She's a force of nature. She's like seven feet tall. I remember when she played college basketball. I think she was at uh, in Baylor. Uh, she played basketball at Baylor. Uh, right away, some not-so-nice comments uh, about her. Look at this. Jesus. Melissa says, this makes me giggle. Maureen says, she looks like a dude. And then Melissa says, and she's a twat. Wow, that's a lot of hate flying at her. What, what, what in God's name could she have done to make her being imprisoned make you laugh? And then Maureen says, she looks like a dude. I don't think she looks like a dude. What are you talking about? She's tall. And then Melissa calls her a twat. Very strange to me. Some aggressive. Uh, I don't think she looks like a dude at all. Looks like a, a like a tall lady, really tall lady with long hair. Here she is, in shackles. Uh, Melissa says she protests the national anthem being played. Oh please. Melissa, you're smarter than that. At least I think. Anybody who protests the anthem, you're not one of this uh, th- this group that says, yeah, you don't support the veterans. It's so much different than that. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with drawing attention to terrible things happening to black people at the hands of the cops. That's why that's done. They're not happy with the state of the country. I can't think of a better way to protest than by doing something during the national anthem. Your, uh, your patriotism, your nationalism is showing, and it's ugly. You need to get that out of your repertoire, Miss America. What the fuck is wrong with you? I will say, I will, oh, Jesus. Now Melissa says, I do not disrespect the flag ever, military and police and family. Yeah, so just blindly, you're just going to do whatever anybody tells you when it comes. So if the cops go and shoot some kid in the face, you're going to say, back the blue. That's stupid. All right. I will say, though, that uh, Griner. Her actually, you know, being in a place like Russia when World War Three starts and going to the airport with a something that she should not have is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Uh, some type of uh, hash oil or something that she would put in a vape deal. Look at look at that. Look, she's like so surprised. She is in deep shit. This is going to get ugly. I cannot believe the, the, the stupid, stupid maneuver of, okay, the United States is now at war with Russia by proxy. Okay? Giving uh, weapons to Ukraine to kill Russians. So, you know, the Russians are at the airport waiting to bust any Americans. And this woman 
who is seven feet tall. She might as well have a sign that says, I'm an American. Come uh, investigate me. So, of course, and then she actually has uh, hash oil on her. So now uh, the Russians, they want to make an example of her. During the entire, um, she's not going to be allowed to uh, uh, get out on bail in Russia until this is at, until this court thing is done, and it she could get ten years locked up in a Russian prison over this. This is fucking terrible, and I, I don't think the U.S. is willing to do anything about it. I mean, if you're Joe Biden and you really want to uh, 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 appeal to the base. You need to get the black woman out of jail. Okay? Uh, so far, your presidency has has gone horribly. Uh, no one has been buying what you're selling, and anything that you've touched has turned to shit at this point. You need a win. So, But I don't, I don't think there's anything he can do at this point to get her out of prison. She's fucked. Because here we are, the Russians are going to say, well, we don't want any, anybody on a prisoner exchange. Just stop sending rockets over to the Ukrainians. And we're going to say, no, we're not going to do that. We're still going to kill your Russian soldiers with our own equipment. Okay, well, then she's you know, going to stay locked up. They've got, this, they've got all the leverage that they need in this. They have nothing to lose. Now, typically, when a person gets out of Russian prison, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if she's only like four feet tall because they've hacked off her legs uh, by the time it's all said and done. There, there is going to be no mercy on Brittany Griner. And that makes Melissa the racist happy. Melissa just announced on the show that she is bigoted. You heard it. You, you saw what she wrote. She said it makes her happy. And um, that we can only assume that she is a bigot going forward. Oh, no, I just lost another listener. Oh, no, I, I'm just kidding. Settle down. The idea is floated from Tyler. The logical thing to do is arrest Alex Ovechkin for something and then trade the athletes. That's excellent. Terry says you can willingly kneel because of our freedom. When we are forced to kneel, that is a problem. Yeah. All right. I don't have a problem with that. And Melissa doesn't either. She's Melissa's talking out of both sides of her mouth. Melissa is a wonderful listener and a great supporter, but clearly simple. The idea Biden screws everything up so bad. If he did get involved, they would probably put her to death. Yeah, this is rough. U.S. officials, including Congressman Colin, uh, all read have claimed Griner is a political prisoner. A spokesperson for Putin, Dmitry Peskov, told NBC News that Britney's detainment is because she broke the country's law, not because she's being used as some sort of pawn. Uh, and you can't, they've got all the leverage. They can do whatever they want, no matter what they say. It doesn't matter. 
The U.S., according to Allred, is actively negotiating to get uh, Griner back on American soil. That's going to cost you. Stand by. I don't see it happening. You dumbass. Why would you go through customs or go through the, uh, the whatever, security with anything that could get you in trouble? You're leaving Russia. And the war was just beginning then. My God. Uh, more athlete nonsense. Uh, tennis player Naomi Osaka has teamed up with LeBron James. They've started a media company. Hana Kuna translates in Japanese to flower bear. So I guess LeBron was like, yeah, hey, I'll team up with you. We're both woke as shit. We're both huge pussies. If anybody says anything about us, we'd lose our shit. Uh, We both can't perform when people heckle us. Let's get together and make a company, a media company. And she's like, absolutely, I'm all about it. Anything woke, perfect. And let's call it uh, Hana Kuma, H-A-N-A-K-U-M-A. LeBron says, what's that all about? And she says, oh, it's Japanese. You know, I'm Japanese. So, and LeBron's like, "Ah, I I don't give a shit what we call the company. You want to call it Hana Kuma? I'm down. That means flower bear. I don't know why, what that has to do, but she, to her, it means something. But uh, the worldwide appeal of Naomi Osaka and LeBron James has people who speak the Swahili language, which is a lot of people. A lot of folks in Africa are giving Osana. Uh, or I'm sorry, Naomi Osaka and LeBron James, a heads up. And they're saying, uh, look, Hanakuma means something different in Swahili. I don't even want to say it, said Ugandan journalist Danielle Kibet, who speaks Swahili. Did they do a global search on what that means? Someone asked. She should have been well advised that it is a very vulgar meaning in Swahili, which is spoken obviously by many people in Africa. In Swahili, Hanakuma means woman without a vagina. Not even kidding. One user asked, she should have been well advised. And then it says, if you keep using the name Hanakuma, the name of the company will override the news and the stories you wish to share. One user urged. Yes. See, people are thinking that this is a problem. This is not a problem. If you uh, accidentally name your company Woman Without a Vagina... I mean, that is, otherwise, I mean, this is probably done 
on purpose. You know, they should have taken, uh, instead of uh, Hanakuma, they should have uh, come up with something in Japanese that says kill Whitey or something like that. And that would have gotten even more attention. It's all about, uh, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be paying attention to the story. I would not know that there is a new media company starting called Hanakuma. Now I know. So people who, it always drives me crazy. People say, oh, you're doing it all wrong. You're going to get negative attention. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that the name gets out. Make sure you spell the name. Make sure you spell my name right. Hana Kuma. The name of the brand is already news. I suggest a change and also just being a bit respectful to global culture. It's not overthinking here. It's protecting a brand. And I say, fuck that. You got it uh, in Swahili. It needs to be like uh, a fist that sweaty pussy or something like that. Okay. You got to, what does that mean in Swahili? Get your phone out and buzz, do the translate Japanese, uh, right? What I just said, put your fist in a sweaty pussy. What does that mean in Japanese? And then we'll say that. And then the Swahili people go, oh my God, what the fuck? So there you do I mean, that's how it works. Once Osaka was made aware of all the controversy surrounding her new media company's name, she sent a tweet seemingly brushing off the slip-up. That's good. Prayers for all my overthinkers. We're going, uh, we be going through it, she wrote. Yes, absolutely. That's a great decision on her part. Osaka is a proud Japanese Haitian tennis star who likely wasn't thinking about Swahili translations. I say fuck Swahili translations. Who gives a shit about Swahili trans translations? Swahili, uh, people who speak Swahili can fuck off when it comes to Naomi Osaka. Okay? So apparently she's not as woke as we'd like her, as people would like her to think because she doesn't give a shit about the fact that her company is known as woman without a vagina in Swahili. So I am instantly a fan of her. If she says, I don't give a shit what you think, I'm calling my company woman without a vagina, and that's the end of it. That's excellent. LeBron, he didn't comment as well as he shouldn't. Let the lady run the business. You just do whatever. You do guy stuff, whatever the hell that is. Let her be the brains of the operation. She's in charge. Uh, Hanakuma operates in partnership with James's Spring Hill, an entertainment development and production company. I still don't know what this fucking company is going to do. All it says is media company, and I don't even know what Spring Hill is. Who knows? Osaka aims to use the imprint to tell diverse stories through the realm. Tell diverse stories. You're telling the Swahili people to suck your ass through the realm of scripted and unscripted television series, documentaries, anime, and branded content. Sounds like shit. What, it's, uh, what excites me is being able to inspire people and tell news stories, blah, 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 and particularly ones that I would have wanted to see when I was a kid, she said of the new venture. I always wanted to kind of see someone like me. Translation, no white people for miles. So she's creating a racist company, that is giving the middle finger to people who are Swahili. Who, no, who speak Swahili. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Why is there even a word for that? I don't know. 
Cole writes, clearly LeBron hates women without vaginas. What a racist piece of shit. I have a translation for fist to sweaty pussy. Ase mamire no neko niken. If you say so. Well done. Well done. I appreciate that and I appreciate you. I love that story. Uh, help the show by wearing a t-shirt. EricZaneShow.com. That's where you get them. The Kent County Health Department. They're going to be in the news in my next story. Robert S. is calling on the boss of the Kent County Health Department, Adam London. You're going to love this next story. I forgot who sent it. Um, Rick S. sent it. You're going to love this story. But anyway, Kent County Health Department, accesskent.com slash health. If you need info on the WIC program, if you need info on immunizations for your kids, for when they go back to school, because those may cost you some cash. You can get those for free if you qualify. And uh, we're winding down June, but it is HIV Awareness Month. If you think you have been exposed or you know someone who's been exposed, you got to reach out to the folks of the Kent County Health Department. They'll get you tested right quick. Accesskent.com slash health. Thank you to the Kent County Health Department. The folks at Bennett Flooring Installation remind you that they are here for you when it comes to flooring. 616-318-0167. Bennett Flooring Installation. Okay, this is the least expensive way to install flooring professionally. I promise you. Get an estimate from anybody else. These guys will beat it. 616-318-0167 if you are in and around West Michigan. The flooring that I want you to buy, you need to get from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in beautiful Granville, Michigan. Um, the flooring there comes from all the major manufacturers. Nothing fancy. You walk into the warehouse and all the different styles are either, uh, you know, giant rolls of carpet, which you can carpet, which you can pick out what you want. So, yeah, I need this much, uh, uh, of it. And then you just get the, uh, it, it cut right out of there. And then you have it, uh, you have it in your house before you know it. For me, I've bought vinyl plank flooring by the box there. And there's usually big piles of it price per square foot. And, uh, yeah, they do a little math, figure out how big your room is, how much it's going to cost you. It's cheaper than anybody else because they buy it by the 53 foot truck load full. And off you go. Mention my name and you'll save an additional 10%. If you need flooring, you get it at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Thank you, Kent. All right. I'm stacking up the uh, uh, clients, the sponsors late. I apologize. I was, uh, I was pretty, I was content heavy on the first half of the show. So I got to fit them in somewhere. Rick sent this story along. Uh, 
Uh, some mom goes to a gas station in a black community of Grand Rapids. And someone at the gas station has opened up various candies. You know how it says not for resale? Well, they're doing it for resale. They're taking the candy and putting it in separate Ziploc bags. And then, so they, they put it on display right by the uh, cash register. And it says like two for a buck on it. And I, I don't know, I guess that's a way to make more money. I guess some mom found some type of uh, pill in one of the bags of candy. So that's weird. We don't know what the pill is. Thank God no one ate it. But we don't know much at all about what's going on. So that's part of the story. The other part of the story is that this incident, for some reason, has led to a Black Lives Matter protest. All right. Let's dig into this. Protests broke out tonight at a gas station in Grand Rapids where a mother claims that she found pills in handmade candy bags. And now community members are calling for the business to close up shop. Our Matt Whitcoast has the details. Sarah Chilton says she was furious about how something like this could possibly happen. She tells me she was about to give the candy to her five-year-old daughter when she decided to check the bag and found those pills. The owner tells me this is all an accident. I guess my first question would be, why did you want to check the bag? But whatever. Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! Okay, okay. So they got the megaphone. Okay, everything here is perfect for a Black Lives Matter protest, except for the reason why they're protesting. This is our community written on the side of the vehicle. Tons of black people. Uh, one of which you got to have the morbidly obese one with the megaphone. If you don't, if the, the one who's wielding the megaphone is not morbidly obese, you're doing it wrong. And then you got, she says, black lives matter. And then the chick screams at the top of her lungs. Pills. The owner tells me this is all an accident. More than a dozen people locked arms outside this BP gas station at Martin Luther King Jr. and Eastern Avenue Tuesday evening. Many of them visibly showed their frustrations of what allegedly took place here. It got pills in it. <laughs> okay, this is Bob. Who, wow, talk about some pipes and lungs on her. She sounds like fucking Busta Rhymes. Them visibly showed their frustrations of what allegedly took place here. It got pills in it. Sarah Chilton says she was in disbelief what she found in candy bags from the business Monday night and went in there to confront the employee accused of filling the bags. I see the bags all the time, but I never found anything. But in every bag, I found nothing but pills. It was like they put candy at the bottom, they had the peel in the middle, and then they put candy on top trying to blend it in. All the bags were like that. If I'm that reporter, I'm like, now, now what do you mean by peels? Are you talking about like orange peels or, 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 or potato peelings? What do you mean with this 
appeal. The individual bags are on full display inside the store. Fox 17 did look at- oh, I love those. Look at uh, flavored Tootsie Rolls. I'd eat that shit all day. Them and didn't see any pills in them. Grand Rapids Police Department is looking into the situation. They say the pills were diabetic medication, and at this point, this appears to be accidental. I still don't know what they are because anything could have been in the bottle. They just was reading the label. I still don't know what they were, but should no pills been mixed up? Kent County Commissioner Robert Womack was standing with protesters. He says he wants an investigation <laughs> done about Chilton's accusations, but also selling of handmade bags of candy. And we're gonna see if we can get Adam London and the Kent County Health Department to look into why they are taking candies, mixing them, wrapping themselves, and if they have went through the inspections to be able to do that at a local gas station. I agree with that. Um, you know, you're not supposed to. If that is the case, that's a problem. For once, I agree with what the fuck he's saying. Uh, but that's that's all that this story should have been. The fact that they're having a Black Lives Matter protest because they found peels in a, a fucking candy bag. Tony Singh, who owns the gas station, says this is our first time he has heard about this. He says the employee who had only worked there for two months has been fired. I did reach out to Michigan Department of Agriculture. They are starting an investigation to see if this gas station can sell individual handmade candy bags. In the newsroom, I'm Matt Whitkos, Fox 17 News. Daily Mail. Daily Mail. Oh, stop, stop, stop. Stop it. Uh, BP. BP Gas. Martin Luther King. King and Eastern. Aha. There it is. Let's call. Let's see where this goes. A little adventure. The person you have dialed can't take your call now uh, at the tone. Fuck. That's a bummer. We tried. Maybe later. All right. So God knows what is going on there. I, I mean, uh, let's just say. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would probably I tend to agree that someone actually is doing something that they shouldn't. This is prob but I don't know about closing the whole damn gas station. Just investigate and figure this shit out. I heard on the news you guys are selling peels and baggies. Are they banana peels or orange peels? Someone just misplaced their peels and they were stressing all day about where they put them and now this. All right, so you got a Black Lives Matter protest. Apparently, nothing can happen in the world without a Black Lives Matter protest. Kind of takes away from some of the punch of any Black Lives Matter protest when you're doing it 
over something like this. And who knows? Maybe it actually was candy. You know? I mean, God knows. All right. Maybe more on that later. Don't know. Advertise on the show. Reach out to me, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. And I'd love to tell you all about it. Send me an email, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. And uh, see if we can't get that going. All right. Finally, Bosco's Pub. Open for business. Bosco'sPub.com in Hudsonville, Michigan. It's about time to go get a freaking hamburger and a beer at Bosco's. Part of Terra Square, Bosco'sPub.com. We've got Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532-6600. If you need your vehicle repaired, domestic, European, Asian, they do it all with the exception of Volkswagens. Check out their Google reviews at Irvine's.com. Don't neglect, uh, don't uh, not get your car issues taken care of. They could become even worse. So scheduled maintenance or an emergency repair, they do it all at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, right in the heart of Grand Rapids, Michigan. So early bird drop-off, after-hours pickup, they do it all. Rental cars, if you need them for free for you, 616-532-6600. Last but not least, my friends at A&E Heating and Cooling, Joe Martinez. I don't know what it is with people in the heating and cooling business. I've seen now two or three commercials from different companies and they're all uh, annoying. Joe's is not. Joe has a, uh, a TV ad out right now with his uh, his handsome son-in-law, his beautiful daughter, and his, uh, his absolutely adorable granddaughter. If you see it, you know what I'm talking about. That's Jason on there, the handsome devil. When you, co- when you combine a Mexican mom and an Asian dad, you get absolutely beautiful children. Seriously. A&E heating and cooling is like a cultural melting pot of awesomeness. 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. All right. Who is the asshole of the day? Brought to you by TC Paintball. And JM Synthetics. Well, I mean, there hasn't been that much assholeish behavior, save one. Now, hopefully this won't amount to another audience member leaving the show. But, uh, I mean, Melissa Kay, uh, for referring to uh, Brittany Griner as a twat and laughing at her incarceration... Just because she's exercising her right to free speech, this is awful. I had no idea you could be so mean. That's horrible. Uh, That is your asshole of the day on the Eric Zane Show podcast. You know, she says, yes, thank you, thank you. She's been waiting for that. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Up in a little bit. Have a good one. Bye bye.